everyone, I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And we're the Huga Girls. Huga, in short, is the pursuit of everyday happiness. Each Monday, we give you the tools to build your happiness toolkit through discussing topics related to social media, health and wellness, pursuing your passions, and so much more. Welcome to the Huga Girls Podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to episode two of season four, HGP, Hooker Girls Podcast. HGP, that's new. I know, I don't know where that came from, but kind of cute. You just just pulled it out. I like it. Another week, another Monday, another new episode. We are so excited to be back with you guys. Yes, super excited. I know we have, we we just go through changes. I feel like every single episode, like our weeks have just been crazy. Madison starts school tomorrow. Yeah, when you guys are listening to this, I will be in my first class. First class. What's your schedule tomorrow? Like what's your... it's outline. actually kind of nice. Monday, Wednesdays, I only have one class, and it's from oh, 10 that's to 12. Oh, too. Cute. Yeah, so it's super nice. And then Tuesday, Thursdays are my super long days because I have class from 8 until 4, and then I teach at 5 o'clock, so I have to leave right oh, after class. Wow. So super long days on Tuesday, Thursday, and then every other Friday I have a class, which is kind of annoying. But other than that, not too bad. At least it's every other Friday. You know, I haven't had a Friday class since, I guess – freshman year and it is just such a such a blessing when we start working and I don't get Fridays off I'm gonna be like what do you mean I have to do stuff on Friday you're like like, I should do stuff well it's crazy because we'll get like a three-day weekend like we just had Labor Day so it's like a three-day weekend but I'm like technically I have a three-day weekend every weekend like I just had a four-day weekend like crazy no that's so nice well and I was actually kind of bummed about my Friday class because it's the same class that I have on Tuesday Thursdays and I guess there's just a speaker on Fridays and so you have to go and it's a big class but on Fridays they put you into like small groups and so I know people in my actual class but then on my Friday class like I didn't know anyone so I was super nervous I was like I don't really want to go on Fridays and like not know anyone and then I had a friend transfer into the class so all is well so now we're okay but I am still not looking forward to Fridays but it's more manageable now yes good it's definitely good to have friends in your classes I literally have a friend in like all of my classes this semester I just I feel like you get to the point like in your major where you just see reoccurring people and I'm not like I'm not doing big lecture classes anymore and especially like the honors honors college classes here you just like get to know the same people that are like in the honors college and in your major like it's a pretty niche group so um I completely feel you on that I used to like go to big lectures and not know anyone and then I hate when professors are like turn and work with a friend on like this practice problem I'm like I don't know anyone in here (laughs) Yeah, you're like, I don't want to. (laughs) I don't want to. But, But. yeah, so I start class tomorrow, which is absolutely wild. Um, But I'm kind of excited to honestly get back into a routine. I got back from home yesterday night because I was home for a week with one of my best friends. And um, I don't know. It was really, really fun. But I ate a lot of food, and I felt really gross. Yeah. And I just felt like I was kind of lacking stability in terms of like structure in my life. So I'm excited to get into the school routine. Yes, I love that for you. It's crazy because I've been in school like it's reversed. So I start school. I feel like this is a normal like I start beginning of August and then I'll go to like the beginning of May. Um, But Madison's like a month behind. So she's just now starting. Um, And I've been I've been kicking it. I have my first exam on Tuesday. Ooh, good luck to you. Yeah, kind of scary, but it's, it's fine, it's fine. So there's our little yeah. catch-up of where we're at in life, yes. guys. Hope all of you guys are doing well, but we're going to um, 
start off with or start off the episode with a little ask the girls our new Ooh. segment yeah i so still love it still uh, yeah, two was, episodes, yeah. But you know. i love it too no i was gonna say that hopefully you guys enjoyed the question last week we have another fun question so make sure you guys keep asking us good questions because it's really fun to talk about just kind of i don't want to say like a random topic but just something that like wouldn't have come up otherwise um so let's kick it off you want to say what the question sure. is for this week Yes, so this week's Ask the Girls question I think is super fun. It's how would you describe the other person to a stranger? So, Emma, you want to get started? I'm curious. We haven't told each other how we would describe the other person. Yeah, I saw this question because we do like a little Google Doc just to plan because we are, we FaceTime and record since we're across um, the country from each other. So we definitely have to like plan it out. But yeah, we haven't discussed this. Um, I was trying to think of what I would say for this, how I would describe Madison. I would say you are very type a you like a (laughs) lot of organization and you like schedules um so that's more of like your that's just like logistical personality but she's also outdoorsy she's sweet she's fun she likes to have a good time but she like also holds herself to like standards and holds other people to standards like she's kind of like a no bullshit kind of person um and I think you apply (laughs) that to yourself and also to other people like you don't want yourself to get off track but then you also like don't want like when other people be getting off track and be playing you or whatever that's Um, true (laughs) but yeah I think she is like you thrive off of having structure and having your routine um and then you sprinkle some fun in when you can when I when I have time when When I schedule the fun (laughs) when when the fun fits in the sketch because you're busy I think we're both very busy um but yeah I, I would say I'm type a too but what do you think about me Oh, okay. So, well, first of all, I think that your assessment of me is pretty spot on. I you would think say. so? <laughs> yes. So, thank you. Um, I would say you're also pretty type A, but we're type A in different ways. Like, I would say, so I'm a morning person. You're a night owl, for sure. Yeah. You definitely are the most productive when you're at night. Um, I would say I schedule in the fun, and you schedule around the fun, so mm-hmm. that is you, correct yes <laughs> so you prioritize that but you're still really driven and motivated and you get stuff done um I would say you tell it how it is most times like you're not you're also like a no bullshit kind of person um obviously you're fun and sweet as well but I would say you're very quirky like that's how that's quirky. how I describe you quirky <laughs> like I remember when we were in middle school um, she used to have this little like plastic pig that you would squeeze and poop would come out the end of it. Oh and... my god, I, they would give them out at the South Carolina State Fair and I would always <laughs> get one. Like, and Emma just thought it was the funniest thing ever. And like, that's the thing, like you have like little like quirks about you. My humor is like, you guys, if you don't know, I have a little sister who's 17 and we both like, we have the same sense of humor. But the thing is, I don't think it's evolved since we were like, because she's like four years younger than me so since we were probably about like 12 and 8 like we still find the same things funny and like we mutually think they're funny but like our humor is just so broken it's really bad well it's so funny because your humor is like like this isn't a bad thing at all but your humor is definitely like middle school like i would say it's just sarcasm it's sarcasm yeah it's sarcasm but also like just really like random things so, I don't know. I would say that's how I would describe you. I would say you're definitely passionate about a lot of things, too. Um, yeah. I don't know. I motivated. 
that's that's how I describe just you. Just so quirky and different. Just she's she's not like the other girls. I am not. No, it, it is it is interesting. I sometimes I find myself like getting insecure because like I'll like when I'm around groups of people, I'll like think things are funny and I'm like, okay, no one else thinks this is funny. Or like even like data like just to be honest, like you'll see me TikTok sometimes and I'm like, I don't think that's funny. Like I'm just Are so, you kidding me? You don't think just so under- No, same The ones Drake, that I though. make or the ones that I send you? No, the ones you send me from, like, other people. The ones that okay. you make are funny. Yeah, Madison has that- this whole secret <laughs> life. If you could see her, like, privated TikTok or her friends-only TikToks, they are hilarious, but they're all, like, very specific to, like, certain people, so she can't, like, publicize them because they're, like, very much about her personal life. Um, well, the best hilarious. is that I actually don't even post, I would say, 75% of my TikToks to my TikTok friends only. I'll just make them and then save them to only me. And then I'll just send them to, like, my close friends. And they'll be, like, very much about, like, intimate details of my life. Yeah. And I'm like, look at how funny this is. And everyone is like, this is hilarious, but you can never show anyone this. And I'm like, I know, exactly. I'm funny. No, no, your TikTok's really funny. No, I'm just, and not even you specifically, like, Drake, who's my boyfriend, was showing me, like, a TikTok last night. And I was like, I just didn't think it was funny. And he was, like, cackling <laughs> at it. And sometimes it's just how it goes. I think everyone definitely has a different sense of humor. But I think I'm... Like, the funniest things to me, which I don't know if this is, like, a bad thing. I just like making people, like, and this is going to be taken the wrong way, but just when people, <laughs> where you're going when this. people, like, uncomfortable and no, don't know what to say, like, it's just, like, I just find, it just makes <laughs> me laugh. Like, my roommate's brother was over here the other night, and I've only met him a couple times, and me and my boyfriend were leaving to go out because I had a friend's birthday party whatever so then I like look at my roommate's boyfriend I was like oh like what time are we leaving and he's like what do you mean I was like oh you said you drive us and he was like what like and he just like didn't know what to say because like he never said that he was gonna drive us but I was like oh like remember like Drake like Daniel said like my roommate's brother's name I was like yeah Daniel said that he could he could drive us and he was just like what no I didn't and I just I just like things like that make me laugh when like I just Put people in uncomfortable situations. Other people uncomfy. Yes, but enough of that. You've mentioned (laughs) a lot of things about boyfriends. Your boyfriend, your roommate's boyfriend. You know, my roommate's brother. Let's let's not get that mixed up. Okay, so brother, never mind. We're staying on the topic of boyfriends though. We're trying to do a smooth transition here into the topic of today's episode. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about relationships and I mean we're going to talk a little bit about friendships as well we want to talk about love languages the different attachment styles so anxious avoidant or secure but really all of this came about because something that I've been hearing a lot recently has been the phrase um does he make you happy and not just towards me because I'm not in a serious relationship but um with my close friends with family members um, I feel like an often asked question is, does he make you happy? And for context, I'm a girl interested in guys. Um, so that's what we're going to be touching on when we talk about it. But this can be applied to um, whoever you are interested in. So does she make you happy? Do they make you happy? But I just don't like that phrase, which sounds really weird. Because upon like first glance, you'd be like, oh, that's so sweet. Like, Do they make you happy or whatever? But I don't like this question because it implies that that person is the only source of your happiness. When in reality, I don't know, I feel like partners should bring additional happiness and not just simply provide it. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that, Emma? 
No, I agree. I think it's really important that whoever you're with, and this is like romantically we're referring to right now, that they don't have a hold on your happiness. And it's really hard because when you're in a romantic relationship, like that comes with a lot of feelings attached and emotions attached for sure. Um, So they're definitely going to be a source of happiness and they should be. Uh, But it is important to just know, like, mental note how they're affecting your life and how much of a hold they have on the happiness that you find in your life. And, yeah, it it is a kind of – there's a whole other dimension to that question of, like, oh, do they make you happy? It's like, I mean, yeah, but, like, I – I'm happy on my own, too. Like, I'm happy with myself and I have contentment through um, other things. Yeah, absolutely. And I – that's not to say you don't want the person that you're with to make you happy because obviously you want to be in a relationship with someone who brings you joy but just kind of taking it a step further something that we've talked a lot about on this podcast is obviously self-love and being selfless and you guys if you could see right now <laughs> I'm trying to focus this so is the hard. middle school humor she looks ridiculous over FaceTime and it is making it so hard to concentrate I'm putting on, on props. I'm trying to talk about relationships and I simply cannot concentrate. I'm sorry, but... I'll take off the glasses and the beanie. <laughs> the clout okay. goggles. The clout she's literally wearing dead ass wearing clout goggles right now. But anyways, with relationships, <laughs> I feel like you need to be in a relationship with someone who obviously makes you happy, but you need to be content with yourself as well. And I think that being in a relationship with someone who makes you happy kind of boils down to two things. And that's whether or not your love languages line up and your attachment styles line up. I don't know. That's my opinion on the matter. What do you think? Do you think, I mean, I know that some people are like, oh, if he's not astrologically compatible with me, we simply cannot date. But I think that aside from horoscopes I think love languages and attachment styles are very important yeah I would definitely say that like I guess are you referring to like zodiac signs yes like yeah like I feel like that's less true yeah (laughs) I feel like that's a lot less true than if um like I think love languages and kind of your attachment style play a lot more into it because and maybe like I, I don't know. I have a hard time with, like, zodiac signs and how much it truly plays into it. But it's crazy because, like, you could – like, I feel like you're an Aries type and I'm, like, a Gemini type. It's crazy because I'm, like, okay, We're like, how much, much – through and through. Yeah, and I'm, like, okay, how much can it really affect you? But it comes – like, at the same time, you can tell. Like, if someone's, like, oh, I'm a Scorpio, you're, like, weirdly, like, that makes sense. And I don't know what about it, like, makes sense. It just works. Yeah. Um, another topic we could discuss, how birth ones, like, shape your – life and like your personality very weird topic um but anyway I think that love language is really important like I know I like we can just start with going over our like love languages mine are physical touch and quality time are really important to me um I know there's another one that's like gift giving yeah or... so there let's go ahead and talk about the five real yeah quick. let's name them out let's do it let's name them out so the first one is words of affirmation the second one is quality time, then acts of service, then gifts, and then physical touch. So yours yes. are touch and quality time. Yeah, so I, like, if Drake, I mean, this is, like, not to sound, like, privileged or whatever. Like, I, obviously, if he gave me a gift, I appreciate it, but I don't, like, need him to do that for me, for me to, like, feel 
appreciated by him. Like, I would rather him, like, come up and give me a hug. Like, that would make me, not, like, rather, you know, I mean, if you want to buy me a gift, buy me a gift. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I would me rather. Flowers, don't hug me. It would mean more to me in terms of, like, how I see compassion because he's not, like, I don't want to say he's not touchy. Like, we're obviously dating. Like, we'll hug. We'll hold hands. We might kiss sometimes. Um, but Ooh, will you kiss boys? <laughs> no, never. But um, it is really more, like, if he walks in and he, like, gives me a hug, like, that means more to me than if he was, like, here, I, like, brought you a chicken sandwich. I mean, I'll accept food as well. But, <laughs> Drake, if you're listening, please still bring me food. No, but I think something and that's what I kind of try to express to him because he is not super touchy and this isn't in like a PDA sense this is more like a a one-on-one sense or like even let's say he like haven't seen him in a couple days and I run into him and like him giving me a hug like that makes me happy and he is not as touchy like he's just not like he doesn't need that for me necessarily but I'm like Jake like I just need it or if I'm like anxious or I'm like having a moment like the thing that helps me the most is like him just like giving me a hug or like holding my hand or even just putting his hand on my leg or something that just like calms me down and that's what gives me love and then also quality time and I think quality time is something that like pretty much goes across the board like if you care about someone you obviously want to spend time with them um but I definitely you know more time with him than Mary is how I feel yeah no that's good I would say it's really interesting because I always thought that um they stayed the same but for me I would say my two love languages are more so quality time and acts of service. Like, I Mm. like it when someone shows me that they care through remembering something that I said and then, like, kind of acting on it, if that makes sense. Um, Not to say that I, like, always want to be rescued or I I always want someone to do something for me, but I really do like acts of service in the sense of, like, if someone acknowledges how I'm feeling and they can do something about it to help the situation then they do that means a lot to me and then same thing with quality time I'm definitely I like to spend time with the person um, that I am in a relationship with but I think that it's interesting because I say it changes because I used to be a big touch girl um, when in previous relationships And I think that, and we'll get into attachment styles in a little bit, but I think that me not loving touches much anymore has to do with the shift in my attachment style as of recently, Mm. which is really interesting because, um, like, I haven't been in a super serious relationship in a long time, but I've been in, like, smaller relationships, I should say, and touch is one of those things where, like, because I am, spoiler alert, because I am more of an avoidant attachment style, I almost feel uncomfortable in certain situations when people are, like, more touchy-feely because I am more avoidant. But to that same degree, if I'm having a really bad day and the person I'm seeing is like, hey, like, can I see you? And then they, like, give me a hug. I feel very, like, secure because of that touch or, like, I I don't know. So I think that it kind of shifts. I think it shifts on the level of relationship, at least for me. And I think it depends somewhat on your attachment styles as well because maybe someone who's more an anxious attachment style likes words of affirmation because that, like, makes them feel more secure, you know? Or someone who um, is more avoidant isn't going to, like, touch as much because they're, they don't really love that, you know? Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I feel like it does have to do, like, 
knowing you well, like, if you were in a more serious relationship, I think you'd be more, like, comfortable with the physical touch aspect, but since you've, like, had more just, like, smaller scale relationships that haven't, you know, like, really come to be something long term, um, I can definitely see how that'd be more, I don't want to say uncomfortable, but just, like, it takes a while to, like, that be your love language, like, my boyfriend, we've been dating for almost two years, so, like, I just find so much comfort and, like, having him and like getting a hug for him or something and I know I keep bringing up hugs but like genuinely like he could tell you this too I'm just like sometimes I'll walk in I'll just be like hey I'm like like I just after a long day or something like just a little hug makes me feel so much better but I feel like you are so much like an acts of service person I really see that for you like I you're like very appreciative when people do things for you and it's not even mm-hmm. gifts but like you'll tell me be like oh my god like I know Katrina is, like, one of her best friends. She'll be, like, mm-hmm. Katrina, like, came and picked me up from the airport, and it was, like, so late, but I just, like, really, really appreciate it, and, like, you appreciate, like, when people do something that, like... Yeah. Like, you're very thankful for when people do things for exactly. you. Exactly. Or to well, be and nice and... Exactly. I, I don't know. I think it's actually interesting because you brought up the airport thing. I So when I went home the other day... Um, someone drove me to the airport and the entire way there I was like thank you so much for driving me thank you so much for driving me yeah. whatever and he, <laughs> he was like why do you keep thanking me like I do this for people and I was like no but like you're taking time out of your day and it's like gas money yeah. and he was like Maddie stop thanking me like I want to spend time with you I don't mind driving you to the airport and I was like no but like I appreciate it so much like it's so great thank <laughs> yeah, you. and no, he was literally. probably like stop talking like it's not <laughs> that big of a deal but it meant so much to me yeah. that like he was taking time out of his day to drive me to the airport. Yeah. And I was or like, Or help no, you when you got a flat tire. Like, I remember someone had to come rescue oh you my gosh, when your yeah. tire was like, flat. And Exactly. Like, things like that just, like, mean the world to me. Like, that genuinely, I would say that acts of service are definitely my love language when it comes to stuff like that. Yes, I love that. So, we're going to kind of switch. I know Maddie was touching on it already into talking about our attachment styles, which kind of go hand in hand with love languages and just how you interact and relationships um and I think this can be attached to friendships as well um or like potential relationships or someone that you've been in a long-term relationship with um I think it can definitely fluctuate also through the relationship that you're in kind of what style you see um so we can start first with Maddie you want to explain like the three and what they are and then we can kind of go into what we what we identify as yes so I actually listened to a book um called attached or yes it's called attached I downloaded it on audible so I kind of listened to it as a podcast and it went through the three attachment styles which I thought was really interesting so there are three main attachment styles which is anxious avoidant and secure and I don't have them all up in front of me but basically an anxious attachment style is someone who is a little bit more clingy um they're typically very worried about their relationship and constantly want to um be with that person or know what that person's doing so i remember listening to the book and this is someone who like is constantly checking their partner's location or they don't feel validated unless their partner's like hey i'm doing x y and z with this person and i'll text you at this time and you know that kind of thing um and then the secure attachment style um they're a little bit less anxious and a little bit more satisfied with their relationship and um, they pretty much have an easier time going from more or less like a talking stage to an actual relationship so these are the people that you know are just content with their relationship and like emma said you can kind of fluctuate you can be someone who's secure and have an easy time like going from a talking stage to like 
actually exclusively dating that person then once you get into the relationship you can kind of become more anxious sometimes yeah. that'll happen um but that's kind of what more securely attached people are and then avoidant people are people who typically find faults in the people that they're seeing so um it's hard to let the relationship grow naturally they're people who typically build up brick walls um they don't want people to really get to know them and they can look at other people and say okay, maybe I'm better off by myself or maybe I'm better off finding someone else. Um, and what's interesting is that actually more often than not, avoidant people attract anxious people, which is really not a good dynamic. Yeah, not a good recipe. <laughs> no, because one is like, leave me alone. Like, I don't know if I want to be in this relationship and I have a hard time opening up. And then the other person is like, I really want you to open up. I need the validation. Um, so I think it's really interesting. So Emma, what are you? Because we took an attachment style quiz before we started this podcast. Yes, we did a full quiz for you guys, about 20 questions. So I, which I don't want to be like, I'm not surprised, but I got a secure attachment. Um, and I think this really boils down to being in a secure, healthy relationship. Like I truly do not, and I'm very thankful for this. I do not worry about my boyfriend talking to other girls. And this is funny. I wanted to bring this up too we were out last night and there's a lot of times when we go out together but when we go out together we like truly do our own things when we're out like we're always with other people so it's like we'll like ride together and then we'll like not hang out the whole night or we'll just like chat a little bit but we'll be chatting with other people and then we'll come back so I actually saw one of my friends last night and she's like oh is Drake here I was like yeah and she was like I always see you guys at the same bars but you guys are like never together and I just thought that was funny I was like yeah we really don't like we're not like clingy in that sense but and it doesn't matter like obviously if you go out with your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever like it's not a bad thing to hang out with them but we are just very secure in each other and like yeah yeah and I'm not worried about him like he'll talk to girls that I don't know and you know he knows them from high school or from one of his classes or whatever and I'm not like oh my god who is that like why are you talking to her like we are just very like I trust who he's talking to it's like nothing more than it seems and he's pretty good with me in the reverse sense like this uh, this random guy was trying to talk to me at a bar last night and I kind of had to tell him he was like oh you're so pretty blah 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 and I was like I do have a boyfriend but thank you just being like very cash um and then Drake was like who's that guy I was like yeah I just had to tell him I had a boyfriend and he was like he's like ah happens or whatever like we're not like caught up in we're not really worried about the other one so um (laughs) long long story short secure attachment style because I am luckily in a place in my relationship where I don't have to worry about my partner because he is trustworthy so love that yeah I also think it has to do with your relationship status as well like you were saying like you are in a long-term relationship you've been dating him for two years so it's a little bit easier he's had time to prove to me that like I don't need to worry about something that he's doing and vice versa like he knows that like we'd be wasting our I feel like most I mean that's actually not true but like a lot of relationships that are that are gonna fall apart like you start seeing red flags like very very early um but we've just been together so long that we just kind of like we do our own thing but as a couple but we don't worry about like the counterpart exactly and I I think that that's good I also not to make excuses for myself but since I haven't been in a long-term relationship in so long 
Um, I feel like my attachment style makes a little bit more sense. When I took the quiz, I got avoidant, um, which I wish I could say I was surprised by, but I'm honestly (laughs) not. I made a TikTok the other day, like going back to what we were talking about earlier, how I make these TikToks and I make them for close friends only, which is funny. Um, You know, the audio that's like, I can't give too much away, but I fear I'm, I may have girl boss, girl boss a bit too, too hard. To <laughs> yeah, 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 a bit too close to the sun. And I made my text above it when you've been um, focusing on yourself and been out of a relationship for two years and content being single, and now you have commitment issues. Which you know, it was a joke, it was a TikTok, but like, yeah. Um, the thing about me is that I would say I'm an avoidant attachment style in some ways, where I. It says, so I'll read to you guys exactly what it says. For avoidant people, it says, rather than letting a relationship grow naturally, an avoidant person tends to dwell on areas they are unsatisfied with, while people with healthy attachment styles are able to compromise with their partners and focus on the positives. Avoidant people cannot. Um, This is a little aggressive. Minor (laughs) flaws and imagine how they could be happier being single or maybe even with someone else, which... I don't know. I don't think I'm that intense. No, that's like a very aggressive avoidant personality. I just think it's like once you haven't been in a relationship, like you kind of know what you're looking for. So like guys that like maybe a couple years ago you would have been like, okay, like I'll just settle and like go on a date with him or something or like give him a chance. I think you're more now just like, okay, like going back to what, how I would describe you somewhere else, you're just kind of like a no BS kind of person. You're like, okay. Mm Like, I found a flaw in you, and, like, it's just not going to work for me. Sorry. Well, and that's the thing is my friends always kind of give me crap over it. They're like, you're so picky. Like, you're so picky. Why don't you just go out with him? Or, like, he's cute. Like, whatever. And this sounds really weird, and I hope that no one I have talked to slash I'm talking to is listening to this podcast um, because I'm digging myself into a hole here. But (laughs) I (laughs) – I don't go out with people unless I see potential in them. And that's the thing is, like, I don't – I know off the bat whether or not something could go somewhere with someone. And that's not to say I look at someone and I'm like, I'm going to marry that guy. But, like, I know right off the bat I'm like, okay, this guy checks these boxes or this guy brings me joy in these ways or we're similar in this way or he challenges me in this way or I could see this working out in some – capacity and so that's the thing is that there are a lot of people where I mean it sounds bad but I'm like no I don't like this one thing about you next and like that sounds very harsh but going back to like the no bs kind of thing I'm just kind of like I'm not really gonna waste my time with someone that I know about myself I don't learn to fall in love with someone I can tell right off the bat from meeting someone if I could ever fall in love. Yeah, I think that's actually that's actually a really good point. You're definitely that kind of person to where, like, if there's going to be a connection, like, that connection is going to be there from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And I think other people, like, even myself, like, I... And not to say, like, I didn't have sparks with my boyfriend when I first met him, but, like, I definitely developed, like, more of an interest over time. Whereas you're probably someone that's, like, okay, like, if I'm not, like, obsessed with you right away, then, like, it's just not going to happen for me. And exactly. you've had relationships before where I'm not to expose you, but you've tried to no, like force it to make it work. And then mm-hmm. you just realize like after you put that effort in, you're like, okay, I literally knew deep down from the start that this was not going to work. And I, you like can't, not that anyone forces it, but like you're a I can't, I from can't the start kind of person. Someone. Yeah, exactly. I can't, not that like, I also... I'm not someone who, like, looks at someone and I'm like, I'm in love with them. This is my person. But, like, 
I know right off the bat if I could potentially fall in love with them. And if I know I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it the time of day. And sometimes it's, and that's ultimately I think where I get the avoidant attachment style from is it says rather than letting a relationship grow naturally, an avoidant person tends to dwell on areas that are, that they're unsatisfied with, which is true. Like if I meet someone and I don't like X, Y, and Z about them, I'm kind of like, okay, bye. And so I don't let the relationship grow past that point and grow quote unquote naturally because I'm like, it's not really worth my time versus when people come into my life who I do kind of have that quote unquote spark with, there are things that obviously no one's perfect. There are things that are still going to bother me. There are going to be maybe some things that I would like to alter in the relationship, but I'm willing to persist past them because there's that potential versus other people I would say with more anxious attachment styles might see x y and z red flags and be like no but i i I still want to see where this goes i need the validation i need the support um and there's not a right or wrong attachment style i mean obviously you want to get to a place where you are secure especially once you're in a relationship and going back to what we were talking about at the beginning of this episode is that your partner should provide additional happiness to your life but they shouldn't be the sole source of it and so if you're going into a relationship seeking validation, if you are that anxious attachment style, chances are it's probably not going to work out. Um, but also to that same extent, if you're going into a relationship and you have an anxious attachment style and you're like Emma and you can learn to learn and grow and love that person while you're already in the relationship, maybe you'll shift from an anxious attachment style to a secure because you see time and time again that that person is proving to you that they're not going to betray your trust I guess yeah so I think that it really it fluctuates yeah I completely agree it has a lot to do with your history like not to expose my boyfriend by any means I'm not gonna drop any names but like his past relationship he had a lot of trust issues like rightfully so with his past girlfriend who did not treat him with the utmost loyalty we'll just say so at the beginning of our relationship we had a lot more issues I would say because I was pretty secure off the bat and he was like more anxious off the bat so we kind of had to work through that because he had to learn to like where his last relationship he was 100% anxious and he's had to work through it and become and you know I'm very like I've tried to be like very respectful of him and like understanding of him and I get it because it's not it's like so easy to just be like just be secure because there's so many like outside factors I mean this can be friendships too like when friends screw you over finding trust and friend and like new friends or relationships whatever um but we've worked through it and now I would say that he would also identify as secure as well but at the beginning I would say he was a lot more anxious but you know rightfully so because he did have problems with disloyalty and in his past relationships so um this is not to like bop you over the head if you're like an avoidant person or an anxious person like it is very real and I think it's good to um, self-identify where you stand so you kind of know what's going to be most beneficial for you in a relationship maybe what you need to work through with your partner what you need to express like communicate or communication is very very important like if oh, like, absolutely like Madison obviously knows that she is like has somewhat of an avoidant attachment right now with the people that she is like po- like interested in potentially pursuing or whoever um, so she knows that she's going to be kind of looking for that spark in her relationships if she comes across someone and yeah it's really it's really about knowing yourself knowing your love languages and also listening to your partner's 
love languages and their attachment too so you guys can make the best relationship possible yes. well and I, I also think that you brought up a good point there kind of understanding where the attachment styles come from because like you were saying with your boyfriend's past relationships he came into your relationship super anxious because there was a lot of disloyalty in his old relationships and so I think that sometimes past relationships play into present relationships and people start to think oh if I if I say this or if I do this she's going to act in a certain way or she's going to be upset or she's going to not be loyal or faithful to me or whatever when that's not always the case because you're not their ex-girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever yeah but I think that it really comes back to like you said communication understanding why they're feeling that way it's like I feel anxious in this regard because in the past when I responded to the situation in this way this was the response I got and that didn't make me feel very good or when I didn't say anything in this situation this was the response I got and that didn't make me feel good so I think it's kind of just understanding that everyone has past relationships whether it be romantic or other and that's going to play in and sometimes like families can play into relationships and communication styles from families and um, friendships can play into relationships and it's just really understanding where the person is coming from and knowing that you're not going to understand fully because you're not them but kind of being empathetic and really learning what makes them tick and why why they act in the ways that they do yeah it can be really frustrating if you're not seeking to understand in relationships maybe how you're feeling and why you're feeling it but also how your friend or your partner or or whoever how they're feeling and why they're feeling that way too like it wouldn't be fair necessarily like the first time my boyfriend like had like trust issues with me just to be like oh my god screw you like you suck like I had to take a step back and be like listen like he's had things he's had to deal with that make him this way and we're gonna work through it together and that's really where it goes from like I don't even know what I'm trying to say but like that's where you can tell that you really care about someone is when you want to listen to them as much as you want to be listened to and it's Mm -hmm. also fair like you deserve to be understood as well um but hopefully you guys can kind of maybe think about where you stand in your own attachment styles your love languages and hopefully you can use what we talked about today not that this is like a (laughs) self-help episode by any means but you can definitely like think about these and your friendships or your relationships and how um maybe just having more knowledge about where you stand on these scales can better your relationships and your communication with the people in your life. Absolutely. And we'll have um, the quiz that we took down below so you guys can take it. We'll have it hyperlinked in the show notes. So be sure to take that out if you're interested in knowing what your attachment style is. Um, Like I said, I listened to the book Attached. It was a super great read. So feel free to give that a listen. Um, It's really funny. We were going into this episode and we were like, okay, it's going to be a shorter episode today. (laughs) And we're just going to try to like, you know, chat some things through, but we won't have that much to say about the topic. And I actually feel like this was one of our longer episodes. So I hope that you guys enjoyed it. Um, Like Emma was saying, we love your feedback. We love your participation. So definitely be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Podcast H-Y-G. GGE Girls Podcast. Um, we ask questions on our text box on our story every single week for the Ask the Girls segments. And I know we're going to be doing an advice episode um, pretty soon as well. So be sure to be following us over there. If you know anyone for season four that you think would make an amazing guest, um, also just DM us, like send us an email, swipe up on an Instagram story, whatever we do. have still a couple of spots available um, for guests for season four. 
And am I missing anything? I'm trying to cover all the housekeeping things. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll just add our Instagram and our TikTok name. It's the same as you see here on the cover art. It's Huga Girls Podcast, H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast. You can follow our um own personal social medias i'm emma with two a's and then roof like top of the house and then you are what maddie underscore bears yes i am maddie underscore bears and all of this information is also listed in the show notes um guest information the attachment style quiz our instagram our tiktok um our email anything we got it all that you would like to have is going to be down there in your show notes it's going to be your best friend um and we will be back next monday with you guys we have loved chatting with you we hope that you're enjoying the new segment you're enjoying the new cover art the new intro um and with that we will see you next monday bye guys bye